Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's about that time. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Strictly Hoops with CJ Miles. Rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast feeds and YouTube. Like, subscribe there as well. We back, we back, we back. CJ Miles, hello. Every Thursday, back Every single Thursday. It's all love. Everything's good. The sun's out and it's basketball time. The Can't sun's out here, but that. it was pretty dark at Scotiabank yesterday. I got to say. It was pretty I wasn't. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. I can assure you. It was a little bit going on, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to look at that Bucks game last night. Um, unfortunate outcome, obviously. And then on the more positive side of things, Scotty Barnes in the pick and roll. He's excelling. He's doing some very good things there. Also, CJ's thoughts on Darko Ryukovic. Just... Like his impressions, what he what he's felt like he's learned so far, and then a couple of trends and a few non-Raptors items, mainly Draymond Green getting suspended <laughs> for five games for doing that thing, and a couple other That's things. Anyways, doing that, doing that thing, doing that thing. And I got a stat for you that I think you're really gonna like. I alluded to it last night via text, and um, it's gonna be revealing. I'm not sure if you saw Rudy Gobert's comments after the incident but it's about about him getting kicked out every time <laughs> Steph is, yes. yeah. i was gonna say that that's hilarious by the way like if that is even close to being we i'll wait for you to tell me this thing. oh that's, it's true it's true all right a, it's true all right that's, that's a, the most that's, a, that's, that's the funniest amazing. part about it that's amazing uh but yeah last night okay so the raptors they start off eight two in the game um looking good right and looking back yeah. at the footage you know Game obviously he got cooking and things changed, but on one possession he he lost the ball while he's pulling up for a mid range two, and then the other uh, time he just missed a yeah. a three. But then after that it was zoom zoom zoom. He did exactly what he wanted when he wanted at all times. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, just your where did things go wrong last night for the Raptors against the Bucks? First of all, they couldn't contain him. No, they they no. he he no. split way too many pick and rolls. So if you look how many times, especially in that first half, they're out in the pick and roll showing, first of all, they attacked Chris Boucher yesterday. But Chris Boucher gets some fouls, like, and they're just coming off and attacking. And Yak, like, too. But yeah, and Yak, yeah. but anybody in the pick and roll, especially Dame, he was splitting them. So now when I split the pick and roll, there's two defenders behind me. Mm-hmm. So the help has to collapse, and now I'm hitting both corners. I hit Condensen, I hit Beasley, who also had a great game yesterday, who's cooking just gets it going also. Like, I know we're looking at Dame. Dame's first two uh, shots are free throws. Another problem. Can't be the case. Shoots 12, 11, 12 free throws in the first half, right? Mm-hmm. That can't happen. So, like, now, of course I start making logo threes. Of course I start making step backs. Everything I got, everything I can give you, I, I'm it's open for me. I'm spraying out to the corners on passes. I'm getting layups at the rim. I'm getting threes. All the things that I want. Yeah. And he gets a rhythm, and the rest of those guys feed off of it, right? Like, Beasley feeds off of it. Uh, 
Giannis's brother feeds off of it. I hate to call him that, but like Giannis's brother feeds off. He comes in, he's super energy. Bobby Portis makes some corner threes, some mid post yeah. jumpers. Brooke mm-hmm. is being Brooke. Um, campaign comes in and brings some energy. Like Bochamp before he gets hurt, brings some in. Like everybody's just feeding off, and it just seems like everybody's got it going at some point. Yeah, I mean that stretch. That's where it kind of all went wrong for the Raptors. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really get it back. But just looking at the some of the shots that Beasley made, it's like two of the shots were carbon copies of each other. You know, Dane splits the screen along the wing, and then there's Beasley right in the corner. It's an open open three for him. He's going to make those shots. But then also offensively, and this was the good part about what we've seen from the Raptors so far is that it seemed like whatever they were doing on offense, however bad it was, they were still competing on defense. But yesterday, mm-hmm. I think we saw a bit of a, a bit of leakage. In that mm-hmm. in that area, so there was a case where I mean it's eight two right here, and then uh, Grady Dick he's trying to set a, a ball screen offensive and foul. offensive foul. Then after that, uh, Pascal he sees Yak has a deep seal on on Lillard, and then it's a bad pass. There's a turnover, and then Pascal yeah, he misses a wide open three, and then after that, you know Scotty and Yak do have some nice two man game, and then Yak misses a very makeable layup, and then Excuse right me. after that. Scotty, just like it's just not a good double, yeah. you know, on uh, on uh, on Dame as he crosses half court, he splits that, and then it's another three. It's like after that, it's already sixteen yeah. eight. Like we said, it goes eight two. They make the first timeout happen. Yeah, and then it's nineteen eight, and then they score. They get the twelve, but it's like twenty nine twelve, something like that. And then it just uh-huh. never. They just never able to swing it back. And like we were saying before. When it was only an eleven point game, nine point game, it didn't feel like it. Yeah. It was still felt like it was fifteen twenty. Yeah. Twenty something. There was a, a possession where Pascal he actually got an assist off of this and he found Chris Boucher under the rim, but it was like like four thirty-nine in the first quarter. And I looked at the paint, and this is a case where I wish I could show the footage because you have you got, I mean, so you got five players on the Bucks. There's 10 feet there. There's probably eight feet inside the paint. And Pascal somehow finds a way to maneuver his way and shift his body. And he finds Chris Boucher under the rim for a layup. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, like this exactly. is, yeah. and it was a great play by Pascal, but this is what he's navigating. And um, Pas- or, uh, Scotty Barnes is first three, right? And this is a case where, you know, Dame, he, he offers a uh, strong side help and, Scotty, to his credit, he makes a, a corner three, but you don't see strong side help usually, right? But they're doing that yeah. against the Toronto Raptors and they're forcing whoever is in that corner. And because, you know, OG and Gary are out, this is a huge problem for the Raptors that we've seen in the past few seasons. When those two guys are out, things go bad really, really fast because of the lack of spacing. And Raptors, they don't have a lot of three-point shooting, good three-point shooting regardless because it is how things have gone so far and maybe that changes, but also they don't have a lot of quick catch-and-shoot players either. And the two guys yeah, that yeah, they yeah. have aren't in the lineup right now, along with Grady Dick, who shot one of six today. Also, congrats to him on starting. Um, he becomes yeah, the yeah. the third teenager in Raptors history, along with Damon Stoudemire and, oh, sorry, Chris Bosh and Chris Trace Bosch. McGrady to um, start as a teenager. That's a league yeah. company right there. Yeah. That's a great list to be on, honestly. It is. But, but the yeah. question was about the three-point shooting and how the fact that the Raptors, yeah. I don't, like, they just don't, they don't have those quick twitch three-point shooters, regardless, obviously, but they also don't have, like, league average players that can hit, you know, modest catch-and-shoot threes. Even Malachi Flynn yesterday was 0 of 8. Ooh. 
Damn. I didn't realize he was over eight. But like he was over eight. Yeah. It, it was also just one of those nights too, like we said. But like yeah, they don't have like we talked about with OG last week. Like the more we can mm-hmm. grow into getting more ways he can shoot the three, the more opportunities they can create, the different type of threats they can create. That when Grady finds his shot and gets consistent with more time and minutes, because he's got the capability of becoming one of those guys. Yeah. When uh Trent Jr. has the capability of being able to do it, but when those guys are out. And Grady's not making shots. Malachi Flynn's not making shots. And like you said, strong corner help. He's like, we're going to make you beat us that way. Scotty makes some threes yesterday. He was three of three. He was great. Yeah, it's great. But like, he's not a guy. It's not going to be a, a eight of 10 night for him and us putting him in situations to move where we feel like he's a really threat. I'm taking no. a, I'm taking a chance on Scotty shooting 10 threes. Yeah. If Scotty makes 10 threes tonight and he makes eight, I mean, if he shoots 10 threes and makes eight, we live with that. Mm-hmm. Like th- th- tonight yeah. was his night. I'll bet on it again until he does it for two seasons. Sure. Like if I'm an opposite coach, right? And that's no, th- I'm not going at Scotty. That's I just know that's not his strength. Oh, you don't want him shooting ten threes in a game because you want him he doing other things. <laughs> he don't. He don't want to shoot ten threes in the game. No. Like, no. Like, um. So, and Pascal, I want to clog the lane. I don't want Dennis getting slot drives. I don't want. I don't want him mm-hmm. breaking the defense down so Yacht can play on the baseline. I don't want Precious getting lives. I don't want Chris Boucher getting lives. I don't want – I want everybody to play against their strengths. Yeah. Or away from their strengths, I should say. And that's why they're clogging it. And they just played them, obviously, and they got their butt handed to them last time they were there. So we're going to give mm-hmm. them a – we're going to do the opposite. Yeah, we're gonna Beasley see, mentioned to, that after the game, too. He mentioned that they came in motivated. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing that comes in. You see Beasley chirping at the crowd, people talking. It's all type. They, he's, <laughs> he was ready for that night. Yeah. Well, good for him. I mean, he he executed, right? And nah, uh, the game a, plan was game night. plan. Yeah. And the same thing happened in the previous game. And I believe he didn't shoot nearly as well. And uh, this time around, I mean, 11 of 14, 8 of 11 from three. Man, wow. He had a, he 30 points. Cooking. No, he was cooking. Yeah. He makes he makes some great plays last night, and everybody did. did. They all they all played solid, right? Mm. And then you get that you get that also that juice from not having your guy out there from not from Giannis not playing. Like yeah. there's there's a different mentality with the guys coming off the bench and the other guys mm. in the starting lineup. There's there's twenty shots not be at least not being taken, right? So we got to fill that gap, and it's not like I'm happy he's not playing. I just know that there's space I got to take up. And the ball moves a little different, and things do what they do. Um, Dame has got to as uber aggressive because he knows he has to be right. Like, yeah, there's there's a difference in the, in the way people go at the game. I'm laughing because I looked up as you were talking about this. I looked up the the, the usage of Dame last night, and it was 41. percent For anyone who doesn't know, 41 percent is a ridiculous number. Like, usually you have a star who's around you know 30. Eight on like a crazy day, but Dame was at forty-one percent. Um, wild, wild number, and he came in like a, he's one of those players that once he gets cooking, you don't know yeah, what's going to go in. Everything yeah, is going in. No, you yeah. know, you, you know what's going. In. Everything's going. In. Every single one. one of those go in. The yeah. one that was crazy was the one when Grady was guarding him in the second half, and Grady fell, and he shot it from like past the hash, and it just mm. barely, it just barely rims out. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that didn't go in. Like, you know what I mean? It was one of those. I wasn't even on the, I'm not even playing and I felt the weight of that one. Like, yeah. cause that one, like in, he, he was like one of those soul snatches. He wanted that one badly. Yeah. I'm just looking at his threes right now. Yeah. The last one he made pretty 32 feet. Wow. 32 feet. That's the last shot he made. He shoots it was, uh, yeah. 
I mean, I talked to him like years ago. It was at the Charlotte All-Star game. And I asked him about, you know, how he how he learned to take these shots. And he said, you know, from the get-go, like along with Steph, like I was practicing these shots. I knew that because of my size, I need to be able to have some crazy range. And he's a strong dude already. He could tell yeah. me he's just built that way. Yeah. Um, but he's been working on this. And uh, I also I saw mean, him credit yeah. credit the boxer. Ooh, which boxer? I, no credit his love of boxing his training he trains oh boxing. yeah 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 i saw him credit that to his strength like his shoulders mm. and his upper body strength and his core to be able to shoot that ball so easy from where he is because of the type of training he does i don't know how close the raptors got to acquiring dame lily during the offseason but man oh man he gave yeah. you a good preview right there of what could have been yeah. <laughs> i gotta say he was gonna yeah he, he was gonna help anybody let's put it that oh, way for sure <laughs> And I don't subscribe to the idea that, you know, do you want to be paying Damian Lillard $72 million when he's 36 years old or whatever the contract's going to be? And I said, yes, you do, because he's going to age very well. He's going to age yeah. very, very well. Especially with the way his game is. Like, his, his yeah. strengths are not relied on him jumping over people. No. Shooting travels and stays. <laughs> Shooting gets better, honestly, when you're, when you're shooting, when you're doing it that way. And Yak was having a hell of a time trying to contain him um, on those ball screens. Yeah. Everyone was, but you know, you want to prevent him turning the corner. And uh, Yak, I mean, he mentioned after the game that he had to do a better job. Um, which I mean, maybe it's a nice pivot to Yaka Pertle in general and also the Raptors yeah. offense because we we in coming into the season, we knew we knew what the deal was, right? You had Scotty, you yeah. had Pascal, you had Yakub. That's an unconventional, you know, front court considering today's NBA. And it's not a fun conversation because I think they're all extremely talented players. And I think they all are they're great at what they do. Pascal, you you don't want to believe he's a, a finished product, but I guess you could say, especially with the conversation that we had with Yakub Pertle, you can check it out. You know, we had it last week. It was a great convo, great, great dude. Um you don't want to say he's a finished product, but you know what? The range isn't going to get too much further. He's, yeah, he's getting, he is he's who he close. is. He's yeah. getting close. Yeah. Like, but consistency thing, is a, is his best attribute. And you know, Greg yeah. Popovich mentioned that that is his best attribute. And you know yeah. what you're going you're to get from him. And the Raptors signed him to this deal, $20 million over four years, knowing that. Which yeah. is, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a bit strange. But who he, who he is is what they needed. So they didn't need a higher yeah. ceiling. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same thing when you look at Pascal, like, no, the, how much more is Pascal adding to this, right? Like, mm. um, Scotty, we look at him young, like, Scotty, skill set wise, it's just consistency that he adds now, right? Like, same with Pascal, they just get more consistent and more reliable. Like, skill set thing, especially playing with each other, there's not really much more they have room to add. Um, Scotty's thing right now is all mental stuff, physical tools. He's already, he's got pretty much everything he needs, just mental to add to his pace, add to his understanding, mm -hmm. add to situational understanding and things he's doing. He's got all the skills he needs to become that. Right. Yeah. Um, and the same with Yacht, right? Yacht is just, I am who I am and what you need me to be mm -hmm. yesterday because of the challenge that I have with Dame, the same kind of thing that Steph presents is, if you can shoot the ball from half court, I have to be so high on the floor. Yeah. I have to be out there in mm -hmm. space. And that's what they want. That's and It's not even just Yacht. We can go through the all the bigs in the league and put them out there with Dame and see what happens. Not fun. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, <laughs> not, it's not. We can see what happens. It's going to end up in a lot of nights the same way, right? Yeah. Like, the, the mobile bigs going to have problems with them. Not that Yacht's not mobile, but 
Yeah. Chris Boucher and Precious are lighter on their feet, and they they're gonna have. Problems. They had issues, man. Like Precious was having a hell of a time trying to contain him in the second half. You can send two guards out there; they're gonna have problems. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When I'm out that far on the floor with all that space, and I get a running start at you, the bigs especially though, because the bigs can't meet at the point of the screen because they're mm -hmm. not fast enough laterally. Yeah, that's the problem. So like now, I have to be lower than the screen and now you get to run at me so either way i'm at a disadvantage or we got to do like an extremely high hedge like an aggressive hedge exactly. and chris boucher got caught in one of those where he didn't quite commit and then Daniels blew by him and he well, got yeah, a foul i got a foul yeah. one time yeah the first one yeah. was the foul yeah but like you said like so now if i'm high out and i hedge even if my hedge is good if dame does the right thing it just gets off the ball it's the same aspect like now the bigs rolling mm -hmm. downhill with numbers yeah or even if the guard is trying to recover, then like yeah. that split second between that transfer, Dame, yeah, I, that's enough time for Dame to hit the shot. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah, so yeah, now yeah. I just do the step back, the sidestep, and I shoot the ball from 50 feet. Mm. <laughs> Has your opinion changed at all about the, the front court, Yak, Siakam, and, and Barnes? Like, can they, can this function? Can the starting lineup that they have right now? I mean, it's obviously with OG not being there, Gary not being there, like these are, these are extremely influential influential pieces on the Raptors because of what we've outlined, you know, their ability to catch and shoot the space and they, they offer, but I'm, I'm starting to, I mean, I doubted it from the get go, but uh, I'm starting to doubt it a little bit more. And the fact that Yak didn't even start the second half and Darko, he can say, you know, I'm trying things, yada, 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 but still like that's your $20 million center. He's not playing. He's not starting the second half. Um, that, I don't know. That, I just, it seems strange. I, I just see that as strictly situational trying to contain Dame yeah, early in okay. that half. Like trying to contain Dame early in that half so maybe we can like get back in the game or like yeah. slow it down, right? Like what we're doing is not working. I'm focused on the game in front of me. Like mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about long term right now. I'm focused on Dame having 25 at halftime. Yeah, trying to win the game. Like, gotcha. I'm trying to win the game, yeah. right? Like that doesn't – this does not take away Yach's value. It's just right now in this situation, he, I can't keep doing – I can't, as a coach, claiming I want to be a good coach and claiming I'm to win a game, I want to win games, not change in this moment, right? And I have to be able to show the players that I'm willing to do the changes. Mm -hmm. Yak, Yak knows what's going on. The he bigs knows. know. The bigs know. And that's the thing also yeah. about Yak. He, he knows who he is and who and what he brings and the situation is not working. It's not working tonight. It's not working right now. Like, mm -hmm. I, we let's, win, let's try to win the game. That's what Yacht sure. should care about is winning the game too. If I'm not the solution, I'm not the solution. Like we're a team, we're together. Like it's got to go that way. Um, and as far as them three together, I do, I do think it can work. I think it's just guys got to make shots for one when they playing off each other. You miss OG last night, not being able to be the primary defender one on Dame and two, obviously the shooting, right? Dennis has got to make shots when he's off the ball too, right? They crowd the paint. They crowd the paint also that takes away a lot of Dennis's drives and stuff that he gets, right? He doesn't yeah. get his he doesn't get his normal sneak attacks mm -hmm. from the from rejecting pick and rolls and things like that. And that that is a, such a big part of them breaking defenses down. Uh, and like you said, without OG, that's another person that can be in the paint. Without Dennis getting in the rhythm, that's another person that can be in the paint when Scotty's in the pick and roll. Uh, there's just so many things that go through it, right? And you you know Pascal's not shooting well right now. And it's like a mind game now. Like, Pascal's coming into the game knowing he's not shooting well, and he's used to being guarded 
like I'm the best player on the floor, and then the people come out and they're like, right, I know you're not shooting well. I'm gonna invite you to shoot it. Now we both now it's like a joke. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna disrespect you. I'm gonna disrespect you. Back up. That happened, man. And I, uh, and now there was a uh, yeah, and like late first quarter. I mean, Dennis. I think he it was almost quarter was almost down. He had to take a shot, but then you saw I saw Thanasis coming over from the from the weak side elbow to help and double Dennis while he's taking like an attempt and he got ended up getting blocked, but then he was helping off of Pascal Siakam. And I was looking at something, we were talking about this before we started recording that, you know, since his, his last game against Milwaukee, where we went five of eight from three, he is now one of 21 and he went of two yesterday. And I look a little bit closer at some of the shots and a lot of what you mentioned previously, rhythm, rushing, um, committing to his follow through committing to his process has been off does seem like his guide hand is on too long sometimes. That's why his shot is often going left or hitting left. And then the other part is, yeah, follow through. Um, it's often very deep too. It's it's like an array of things. And it's unfortunate because like you said, I mean, the form does look okay, right? For the most part, but it's like these little details. And I'm sure he does feel a little bit of pressure to just make one at this stage. Yeah, you, you, just, you just, like I said, you get to aim in a little bit. You want to make it so bad that you kind of like take away from the work you're doing because mm -hmm. you start thinking you're not letting the the instincts that you've grown and, and, and worked on so well, so much with shooting take over. And and now you're you're just getting in the way. Like your 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 thought process, you're adding your aiming is a thing that doesn't go into that process. You don't aim when you practice go through the reps at a good speed and you get the shots up because you want it to become second nature. There's no thinking when something becomes instinct. Mm -hmm. Fluidity. Yeah. Capertle never thought I'd see this, but he's actually right now a minus when he's on the court on offense and defense offense, I guess is more, uh, we could see that coming, but defensively it did not see that being the case. It's not by a lot, but the fact that he is, is strange. Yeah, but we also looking at two two games in a row that just they Boys, came back and yeah. won. They came back and won one, but they were down, yeah. and like mm. you, you're out there with other four people, with four other people. You know what I mean? So like, I've I've seen I've seen guys be on the like plus minus can be deceiving. It takes a lot of lot of time to really see that score. I mean, to really use that stat, it might take literally looking at the whole season sometimes for some people because I can get subbed in to try to help a unit that's that's bleeding, right? I could be subbed in to try to help it, and I can't mm -hmm. stop it, and I get the minus with them too, right? I get a minus four, or I'm left out on the floor with the bench unit, and a bench unit comes in, and we drop off, and it take, it gives me a minus sometimes too. Yeah. So, like, it can't always be the outlook. It can't always be what it mm -hmm. is, especially when we get beat, when we lose. I don't necessarily always play bad when we lose individually. As a unit, mm -hmm. we did. So we all got the minus because we lost. Yeah. One more negative thing, and then we'll get to something positive. <laughs> yeah. Um, offensive yeah. process. Uh, so, you know, last night, uh, before the uh, Bucks took a timeout, just before that, you know, the Raptors ran like a high pick and roll between Dennis and Yak, and uh, they got – you know, Dame, he's trying to navigate the screen. They got a nice little two-on-one with Brooke and, and Yak. He got a, a layup out of it. Um, I, I wonder sometimes, it seems like they're they're not always in sync on what they want to do, like 0.5 basketball versus 
what should we be doing that's currently working? And um, I asked Scotty about this and he was saying, you know, when it comes to using post-ups and like, we want to use that, you know, when we feel like we, we need to, you know, get a bucket um, because it is a reliable source. Um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's a reliable source of offense for us, you know, mm-hmm. Pascal on the block, Scotty on the block. Right. But they also want to commit to 0.5 basketball. And I find sometimes that they're just not in sync on what they want to do. Like there's times where they could, you know, make that backdoor cut or they could have some more player movement, but also at the same time, they're trying to run a high pick and roll. You don't want to run that pick and roll while also having cutting at the same time happening because you could end up just running into each other. And I see them run into each other all the time. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a crazy thing, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think Nick nurse, I mean, for all of his faults, you could say, although he's having a great time in Philly right now, yeah. there was a reason why he had things so stagnant last season. I also look at it like there's still habits that have to sync up. You still mm-hmm. got all these old habits and these new habits we're trying to create. And when things aren't going right, what do we revert to? Revert to habits that we have that we would believe could work. So, right, I yeah. got the I got the new guys and the younger guys who are trying to get playing time, trying to do what Darko's saying. And I got guys who are my, on my top half, my better players, reverting to habits they know can work. So... Dennis knows he's really good in the pick and roll with Yacht. The game is not going my way right now. So I'm like, hey, just come do the pick and roll because what we're doing right now is not working. The younger guys like Grady or guys that are trying to do what Darko's saying are cutting and moving while this is happening because that's what they've been told to do. So you got this, this mix up, right? Like I'm trying to just figure out where we are, what to do, and getting a real good feel for each other and understanding, all right, look, this is not working. Let's just put the best ball in the best players in the best matchups hands right now and let them decide what's going on. And I think yeah. that's the kind of mix we got right now. You got guys really trying to help and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like Dennis is not wrong for wanting to be in a pick and roll with Yacht. Nope. And the guy and the guy that's cutting is not wrong for trying to cut and make space because that's what we're trying to grow into. It's just about figuring out, syncing this up, and guys just having this awareness and this real good feel for each other. Yeah. Don't become robotic in – because the game plan is going to have to get tweaked sometimes too. It's going to have to be. Like, I'm giving you this set of skills so that you can use them in an adaptive way. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we want to do this, but I still need you to be able to feel the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky. And uh, game plan going into – each each opponent obviously matters. This seemed like a matchup where you might want to use some pick and roll, especially, you know, I'm looking at uh, Dennis's shots as we talk here. And I've seen, you know, progress in obviously Jakob and Dennis in their pick and roll, but also, you know, running that some of that empty side stuff um, along the wing. Like I didn't see too much of that last night. And that seems like a, a nice way to, you know, get an easy shot, especially if you want to get Dame in some screen screen navigation situations. Uh Dennis last night, like he's his pull up jumper is really popping off. He made one last night where he rejected a screen as we're talking about, and he hit a, a pull up too. Yeah, I, I don't just, know what the game plan was it, coming in, but it, it's like these kinds of things. Like this is a case where I think you want to see Dennis and Yak run their pick and roll on empty side. Yeah, and it's just the thing, right, where you can't let what's happening cloud you so much that you feel like you gotta just forget what re- what's been working right mm-hmm. some things we got to be us no matter what i got to come in i'm not gonna change 90 percent of what we do because we're playing the bucks because of how they play defense we're gonna yeah. do what we do and we're gonna adjust to how they guard it 
but we're gonna do so if the single side if the if the empty side stuff works, I don't care if they have a good percentage at guarding it from who they got they played last game. We're gonna yeah. run it and trust our players to be able to read it. They're gonna have they're gonna have to stop it tonight. Not because they stopped it last time, not because they stopped somebody else yesterday in a couple games, or if we have a good success rate with this, we're gonna run it against everybody. And we're going to see how they guard it so we can make adjustments. Because the best way we get better at running it is running it against everything. you got to test the methods. Everything got to be tested. So test it against good defenders, bad defenders, mm-hmm. uh, two bigs, two guards. Test it, especially now early in the year. And the players got to get to a point where they don't get so frustrated with things not going right. That they were they like we just talked about revert to habits and not what's been working because just because it's a habit don't mean it's the right thing to do. You know, Darko after the game yesterday, he's like, I don't really know why we didn't come up with a lot of energy and some of the mishaps that we alluded to earlier. Um, these are like simple things that they weren't doing. And but it's crazy because yeah. the energy wasn't bad in the beginning. They made them call the first time out. Yeah, they did. It just it just like they punched back and they were like, oh, they're punching back. It's almost like. They remember what they did to them last time, and Milwaukee remember what they got done, what was done to them. So they mm-hmm. was like, if we could come out, maybe they'll lay down again. And Milwaukee was like, if we punch back, maybe they'll lay down. Oh, and boy, did they do that. Okay, let's get to something positive yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we have to see where this goes. That's all I really got to Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all you can do. Uh, yeah, that's all um, you can do. It's an unfortunate that – Yesterday happened that we've seen a few games where the Raptors are getting blown out and not starting games well on their home court. No we, also rem- we also remember, right, this yeah. is early in the year. There's so many games left. We will not, when things click, even next week, we can we could be so far away from this day. Like, so far away from this day. It could be, the, I don't know how many games until next Thursday, three maybe, three or four, right? They got a little homestand or something. I think I heard them. So I haven't yeah. looked at the schedule. I don't really look past where we're going. But it's your nature. <laughs> yeah. If we win three or four games from now to Thursday, we'll be we'll be like, man. Yeah. What, what were we worried about? You know what I mean? Like that's how it's gonna go. Cause you can only deal with what's in front of you right now. Yeah. For anyone curious, the next four games, they got the Celtics and the Raptors first in-season tournament game on yeah, I saw your face. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. That's just not helpful. I was looking at you. I'm like, what's he gonna do? So, yeah. No, because that is that's that does one or two things. It's it's either really, really good or not good, right? It's either yeah. really great that we're going to go play a team that's rolling right now, a really good team, because now we go in with a level of focus. I'm not getting embarrassed. Mm. I need to pick this up. So a lot of times people think you need to go play these games where you can go play a team that's not playing well to get yourself going on, like these easy wins we like to call them when that's the worst thing you can do because you can go in there and not play well and not clean up the things you need to clean up and win. I need to go play against Boston because if I don't clean this up, I'm going to lose by 30. Or it's going to really shine a light even more so on what we're not doing. Because they gonna because good teams is just going to pick on you. If a play works and you're not guarding this, I'm going to run this every time down the floor. I do not care. Yeah, that's a five out offense that is really, really clicking. Yeah. Damn. Um, but then after that, they got the Pistons on Sunday, Tuesday against Orlando. 
a back-to-back against the Pacers on Wednesday, and then they have another in-season tournament game on Friday against the Bulls. You remember that last game that happened against the Bulls? Crazy. Hopefully that Crazy. is not repeated because that was a skunk fest. But anyways, Orlando and Indiana, those are fun teams to, to watch at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. yeah. They're really um, Even Orlando's having some nights where they're, like, showing some glimpses. Like, Probably had a game winner yesterday. Yeah. And they beat somebody the other day that was, that was a good team. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Darius Halliburton's very good too. Has he had a turnover yet? I think he had a streak of like 60 assists and no turnovers. Tyrese Halliburton. Oh yeah. It's insane what he's doing, right? Like, yeah. If anybody's got a, I'm putting this out there. If anybody's got a chance, I don't know how old he is to be up there with like the Chris Pauls and like nobody, I don't think anybody's ever going to catch John Stockton, right? Trey, Trey Young's got a chance. Trey's insist yeah. numbers are crazy, and he started so young. I'm not sure how old Halliburton was. Like, Trey got a chance because he's going to be able to get to the amount of years that John Stockton did and maybe surpass him. Because John Stockton played for a century, and he went to college. Trey was a teenager when he started and was averaging 10, 11 assists a game in times, right? So he's got a chance. And the game, there's so many more possessions. So the speed of the game is going to allow somebody to catch up. Chris Paul would have been able to catch up if the game was played at the speed is played now when he was playing, when he was in mm. his like prom, when he was in his prime, right? Because he might have averaged 15, 16 assists. Chris Paul also likes to dribble though, too. So maybe I don't know. But like, yeah, Halliburton is nice. That's 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 just leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is a game log right now. By the way, he's only 23 years old. Yeah, there you wow. go. So, yeah. um, he's got uh, a double double in nine of his last ten games, and uh, not many turnovers. Not many yeah. turnovers. He had a game actually, I wanted to ask you about this. He did too. He did. Um, I want to ask you about this. Actually, I forgot to put it on our rundown. So sorry, but wanted to get your thoughts yeah. on it. Is that he said NBA Two K has helped him develop his court sense because of the angle that it uses. Um, when uh, you're on, like, obviously it's that behind angle, right? When you're yeah. playing uh, 2K and he said that it's helped him understand angles a little bit better and to anticipate what uh, defenses are going to do. What are your, what's your take on that? I've heard a few players say that. I'm not sure who was I've it. I've heard Bron, Bron said that one time. He said he plays, yeah. he, he plays with like lineups. It, it, one, it speaks, because I know they, they have a, the engine they use for the game has really become more and more AI and like really a feeling mm. of like, there's consequence to like the way you play. You can't just get on the game and just shoot all these crazy shots and do like, it's like try to make it realistic. So, um, yeah. and then a lot of guys, the people that play now, they're playing basketball on those things. Like there's five guys on the team. It's like, not just you playing against like the, the CPU, like we used to do when we were younger. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's like, you're playing five on five against people on the internet that are having to like see basketball plays and play. Right. Still got the video game. Uh, little bitty video game things to it where they do some extra crazy dunks and stuff like that. But as far as like the gameplay, when I watch you a play or I played, I haven't played this year really, like they're really playing. And I think it helps to see it like in that type of environment where you can be super creative. Yeah. The direct quote is when you're playing 2K and you're on that camera angle where you can see everything ahead of you, that's how I think sometimes. Because you have a picture of the court in your mind, right? So yeah. Uh, and that's the way he's playing the pick and roll from the top like that, right? Looking at the floor. It's not that high and not the the camera angle, but like that's the way he has to see it. And it just gives you a feel. And I think your approach determines encounter with anything, right? So if he goes at that game to get something out of it, he's you can get some out of it. That's we could play it right now and not see anything he's talking about. 
but it's what he wants to get from it. So he uses the use, he chooses to use it as a tool and it can be a tool. 43.6% from three this season. Holy. He, he is? Yeah. 43.6%. And they tried to change his shot. Yeah. And he's like, nope. I mean, there, as he got further up the, the, the rankings, right. When he got to college and also, you know, when he got to uh, Steve Kerr has mentioned, Rico Hines has mentioned, essentially they're saying like, it's working, so don't change it. But yeah. early on in his career, uh, they tried to change it. But I mean, as he alluded, and he said this on the JJ Reddick podcast recently that, um, he got comfortable doing that because he was always like a pretty skinny dude. So he felt like yeah. he had to shoot that way to generate the power needed to hit three point yeah. shots. But then when he got stronger, he's like, he still reverted back to what he knew. And that's important. Like we're talking about Pascal Siakam comfort and shooting comfort and shooting is really important. And also, I mean, nowadays, like a lot of guys are shooting from down here by their chest because they want to generate that power. It's an easy way to get what you need, um, especially I mean, if you're shooting from down here and you're shooting, you know, you're following through, you are getting the arc you need. Steph, shoot, Steph shoots from me. The greatest shooter of all time shoots from me. Yeah, he changed the game. So like, mm. for the same, but the very same reasons. Yeah. I was watching Marquise Noel shoot yesterday um, on shoot around days. They have more of the 905 game, 905 games uh, guys around, um, mm -hmm. but there's also more guys on the court. So some of them are like really, uh, really close to us at OVO. And I was watching his shot and I was behind him. And again, he's shooting from his chest area, but I'm not even sure when he actually turns his elbow and gets it into, you know, that follow through that you need, like the typical one that we, we see, like Fred, we knew that he had like side spin. Right. And yeah, also, you know, so crazy. <laughs> yeah, but Marquise also has the same thing, but he's been shooting pretty well so far this season. Yeah. I mean, it's reps. That's yeah. what it is. That's all it is. We can go look at Sean Marion. We can go look at yeah. plenty of guys. Reggie Miller's shot is not beautiful. Yeah. It's not the best looking Elbow thing in out. the world. Yeah. He, it was reps and speed and and repetition and like we it, it, it long as there's nothing in the form getting in the way of the mm -hmm. ball coming out like your release. There's Austin Crozier that played for Indiana. His his guide hand used to come around a little bit in the front of the ball <laughs> until he was ready to shoot. Crazy, crazy. Also, shout out Marquise Noel. He got his first NBA points last night on some free throws. And hey, he had that behind-the-back yeah, assist. That yeah. wasn't even the best part of his night. Yeah. But uh, he sent out a tweet yesterday saying, yeah. you know. I saw that, uh, actually. He's yeah. pretty excited about it. Uh, shouts to him. But he's shooting 38%. And that was one of the things that uh, he was critiqued on, you know, especially in summer league, in the draft process, that people were asking about his three-point shot. Hell, I asked him about it in Vegas. And he's like, I'm working on it. And he exactly. already shooting 38%. Good for him. That's the approach you got to take, though. So many guys see those reports about themselves and it, like, wipes mm. out their confidence. Yeah. Instead of just going and working on it, just looking at it as something else. Like, like you see guys that are scorers their whole life, and then people say they need to work on their jump shot, and then all of a sudden they get into the league and they can't shoot no more. This is a dude that was averaging 20 points in college, and you saying he can't shoot. He wasn't shooting all layups. Like, I yeah. never understood how, like, I shouldn't say I don't understand because I, I do understand how. Yeah, but I'm you saying, know. you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's a machine. It's a lot of voices. It's a lot of things, but it should be more so. And the coaches should be in their ears the same way. Like, all right, they said that. What you going to do about it? Yeah. You're going to let them, you're going to prove them right. You're going to prove them wrong. Mm. No, should correct myself. He's shooting 38% from the field, but 36% from three. So four of 11 overall, um, 16 points. 
9.7 assists, almost two steals. So 905, I don't believe they've won a game yet. But hey, I mean, early days, especially for that team. And it's just cool that, yeah, he's kind of relishing the opportunity and hopefully wins come along with it. Okay, we've gone through several subjects that don't relate to Scotty Barnes. So let's talk about Scotty Barnes finally. <laughs> the pick and roll was popping yesterday and it's been popping for mm-hmm. a couple of games for Scotty. Um, what are you seeing from, from him? Obviously there's growth, but are there specifics that stand out to you? And also should mention before I give it over to you that Darko mentioned after the game that they've been working with Scotty and Yak specifically on screening angles and how to get more out of their pick and roll combination. And yesterday worked pretty well. Yeah. For him right now as the ball handler is just so much patience. He's getting mm. guys on his hip, getting guys on his back. He's holding them up so then he can attack the big and it's a two-on-one. And he's he's got such an advantage with his size, right? Like he's huge, man. He's, he's got his size. He sees everything. I can come dunk it on you. I can come finish. Uh I can do I can throw the shovel passes. I can throw the passes over the top to the corners. He just he's just got such an advantage once he's got the guy on his hip and he's getting in the lane. And I mean, it's really as simple as that. It's just reps that are coming from him doing it more in the games and getting opportunity, and it's just letting them see the game. Yeah. It seemed like they were using um, screen flippage more so yeah. with Yak and, and Scotty. So, and we talked about that, you know, at the beginning of the season is how do you generate, you know, good touches for Scotty in the, in the pick and roll. And it was little changes like that where you're changing the angle. And then obviously having Chris Middleton in the pick and roll, it helps. So we we, we got to keep that in mind too. You know, he's not someone the, that is traditionally, you know, in those situations, but that also is a reason why this is intriguing, right? Is that you're going to put yeah. players like Chris in that. We talked about it. Like certain yeah. guys like always mess it up. <laughs> like <laughs> we got, we yeah. got big, big on bigs or like guys that yeah. are good, necessarily good wing defenders, good team defenders, not really the primary ball handler defenders. They don't mm-hmm. get as many reps as garden pick and rolls. Yeah. Um, the other thing is with the screen flippage, it's for specifically for unders because guys are going to go under if they do pick and rolls high on the floor with him as the ball handler. They're mm-hmm. going to challenge him to shoot threes off the dribble. So like the screen flippage allows the big to be able to get the guard after he goes under and change his ankle. That's, that's the biggest way to utilize that screen flipping. I want to talk about the way he engages defenses. And this goes back to his size and how he's able to hold onto the ball for another half second, one second. Mm-hmm. And that engages the defense for a little bit longer. And then all of a sudden, boom, he sprays it out to Malachi Flynn, who, by the way, had a nice little, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, but actually we'll later on, but he had a nice little play where he, you know, he faked a shot. One yeah. dribble into a pull-up. Right, right, in front of, right in front of their bench, yeah. Yeah, that was a nice uh, shot. And then also there was another one where he's staying tight on screens. And once again, he's able to just draw two quick little shuffle pass to, to Yak. It's that kind of length and size is where it's really showing that Scotty can just be a threat in these. And it's funny that you say that. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that as opening up my mind a little bit. He doesn't have the fear that guards have getting in there and getting swallowed up by the trees. Yeah. Because I'm one of the trees. So like mm-hmm. I can I can get deep down in the paint. I can get down, like you said, and hold the ball a little longer. I don't have to get rid of it before a certain time. Yeah. A lot of guards don't want to get too deep down there and pick the ball up because they can't see it. They don't have ways to get it out. So I gotta shoot this floater by the time I'm here if I can't get to the rim, or it's gotta go somewhere. Scotty can be anywhere in that paint because of his size. 
he did get yeah, blocked yeah. by uh, Brooke late in the game. That's okay, yeah. man. Like there's other yeah. cases where like Brooke's a good player, um, where he was able to you know, get his shoulder into him and he's able yeah. to adjust his body, hits a layup. Um, we're seeing this like really become something that the Raptors have to start using at some point, um, especially because, as I said, the spacing issues that they already have is uh, is going to be a factor. But because of the passing angles that he presents, those short range passes that we've seen be successful for the Raptors at different points. These might be like the key to them being able to get, you know, good pick and roll possessions, even if it's not empty set or if it's just, you know, at the top of the key and they can use this um, as long as, you know, things are kind of flowing for for everybody. But I mean, credit to him, like he had a tremendous game yesterday, all things considered, 11 of 19, uh, nine rebounds, seven assists, 29 points. Um, I loved his driving. I felt like the previous game. He wasn't engaged offensively in terms of getting downhill. He was settling for a few too many uh, mid-range twos, but in the second half, he turned it on. But in this game, it seemed like it was a focus for him that I'm going to get in the paint and I'm going to make some trouble happen. Yeah, it's just great to see like the consistency of like in his arc, the transition, the, the the transition he's on, right? The, yeah. The the route that he's on um, is staying. Even with us having a rough night, he's still able to figure out how to dominate the game and, and put his mark on the game and not mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Not giving up on it, right? He's still trying to play the right way. He's mm -hmm. still figuring out ways to see things. The first, like the frustration I was talking about and reverting to habits, like clearly that's not happening as much with him because he's able to stay steady through this. Um, yeah. I think he's just, he's just, he's just playing, man. Like, <laughs> I don't really know how to even say it more than that. He's just playing the game, mm -hmm. playing hard. What's in front of me, I take advantage of. Seeing reads, I'm not forcing shots. I'm not taking shots outside of my wheelhouse. I'm not, I'm not outside of the flow really. Like I'm not holding it, but the play is for me to make the play. I'm not like stopping it, but there's movement. I'm not just dribbling in a place, isoing, like you know those type of mm -hmm. things. He had four floaters yesterday, and one of them mm -hmm. was from what? How many feet? It was 11 feet, and he drives uh, towards the paint, and he just has one foot in the paint. And he vaults up, and it did that toilet bowl thing around and around and around, and it went yeah. in. But yeah. like these are the intriguing sides more so is like if you talk about how do you become a great pick and roll ball handler. Um, you got to be able to finish an array of ways. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that's getting a little bit better too. He's finding his confidence there. And then the three-point shooting, like, I don't know if we're going to get to a point where teams are going over on screens because of his downhill penetration, but I could see a case where, you know, maybe they leave him out there because they're scared of what he's going to be able to yeah. do and the rim pressure he's able to create. Now some of those shots could uh, be available for him and 
He's hitting them right now, man. And one of the most interesting things to look at as a player, right, is the situations you get put in and start to notice the shots they're willing to give you. Mm. The shots that the team, the defense, the defensive side deems as a bad shot for you. Make that a good shot. It's like what Kobe said about Steph when they first asked him about Steph and about him taking the deep threes and the shots in the pockets off pick and roll. He was like, I mean, he's he's taking all the shots that we've been telling everybody are bad shots and made yeah. them good shots for himself. So now every defense has a hole in it when they come guard him. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been repping that out. No. So now you change your defense for him, and now he gets to go get the shots he really wants. Exactly. So, like, if you can take the shots that the defense is trying to convince you is a bad shot and make it your good shot, then now what? Yeah. He had 11 makes last night, and uh, eight of them were in the paint, and most of them were right right around that basket. And yeah. there was a shot that he uh, – he didn't make the shot, but he got free throws off of it. He gave Marjan Beauchamp a bump that the dude went flying, right? He just gave him a bump. As soon as he got his, his foot in the paint, he gave him a bump, and then afterwards he made some nice adjustments in the air, and he ended up getting uh, fouled off the play. But, like, he moved him, man. Nah, he's and a, this is a- that's a strong kid. That's a strong Yeah, kid. man. And this is like, again, going back to the amount of ways in which he can just move defenses and the, like, how are you going to cover it? The only way is, is that you're going to go under and you want to make him take jumpers. And he almost, one of the, one that was real nice, he almost tipped on one of his own shots too. He got fouled. That was crazy too. I think we're talking about the same play. Are we, are we, is it the same play? Is that how it Yeah, I think, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Man, that's a great science from Scotty. It, it just it's encouraging because you just start thinking that he should get more and more of these pick and roll reps if he's going to keep on making uh, these great decisions and great reads out of them. And I think as the season goes, maybe he becomes really a primary guy in it, right? So now you got yeah. you got Dennis getting catch and shoot threes. You got OG getting catch and shoot threes. You got Pascal getting catch and shoot threes and playing off closeouts and things of that nature. Those guys are really good at that, and it lets yeah. him, you know put him and Yak in a situation where there's a two bigger guys in the pick and roll all the time. Mm-hmm. And as we know, two big guys don't know how to grab pick and rolls. They just can't. No, they don't. <laughs> they can't do it. And Scotty, you can, uh, you can utilize that. I want to get to Darko for a second. And this, the timing of this conversation may not be the best because, you know, reading the tea leaves of the timeline and the comments, I mean, I think everyone's, you know, they're encouraged by what Darko is offering, but they're also like, yeah, but why is your team not starting games well? And, uh, you know, why is Dame Lillard going off for games like this when you know that he is going to be the focal point? And those are all fair, but I, I wanted to get your thoughts on what you feel like you've learned about Darko so far this season. So one, it's so easy to say why it's Dame Lillard. Like he's going off on everybody. Stop, people, <laughs> stop acting like this. Like people say the same. They said the same thing about LeBron. He comes in town, or all these great yeah. players. These great players are who they are because nobody's been stopping them. Like mm. that's. And I'm not making an excuse. I'm just letting you know the idea of how good these guys really are. Sometimes kind of gets thrown out the window. So let's now. I'm gonna throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Darko yeah. also is showing you the things that you think that he might not be able to do. He's willing to do. He did not start Yak in the second half. He made changes. He's doing, he's trying to do things like, yes, him making Malachi smile and that coming out and them saying he's being this ultra nice guy. Before that, he was talking about making Pascal change his game to get rid of habits. And the, he went at the top guy to make him yeah. buy in. He went at, like, he's not. He's not one-sided in this thing. He's not this super nice guy that's just trying to be 
a player's happy-go-lucky coach. Like, mm-hmm. he understands that that matters individually for Malachi, especially yeah. as a guy that's coming along and figuring himself out, right? That matters because the confidence is the biggest part of this battle, especially when we talked about his story last week. He sat on the bench for what has it been three years now and felt like he could have been playing and could have been doing this and could have been doing that. Like, he needs to know that he's wanted and they're, they want him to have this role and they want him to help this team. But there's nothing wrong with that for him. And then there's other guys. I mean, everybody plays better when they're happy, if we're being honest. Like, when they feel confident, they feel like they're wanted and they have a role and feel like they're needed. So I don't I don't see I don't see him as not having what's needed to make this turn around. It's just time, reps, games, um, seeing more things. Like this is a first year coach. Like I know we want everything to go the way we want it to go as fans watching the game, right? We we see we see a change and let me think it's oh it's gonna be automatic. We got we got this new player, new coach, new system. Yes, we're excited. <laughs> like excitement is uh, is way different than the time it takes to actually get results. Yeah, it just and, is. Hundred percent, man. And I look at you know the Raptors, and you mentioned that he's a first year coach, and it's easy for us considering the expectations on the team, the lack of transactions, you know, during the off season to say, okay, well, um, things aren't going that well. Which I mean. You could you could say that if you'd like, but we got to give Darko some rope. And uh, what I've appreciated about him is we've seen like I mean it's a hard thing to track through stats, but we've seen them utilizing post ups more. And we've heard Pascal and Scotty and you know some of the broadcasters on the Raptors talk about you know it's a mismatch league. You got to use those. And to his credit, he has been. Um, but at the same time, the pace of the offense has been compromised, and this is like another battle that he's going for. But all the things that. We've that have been mentioned about Darko in terms of you know making adjustments and willing to make that move and you know to being a student of the game, we're still seeing that translate. He's still doing that. And I can tell from his face like he's maintaining a positive attitude and it's important, especially in a in a season like this. But you can tell that the losing is getting to it, that he's being he's bothered by this. And that's that and that's a good sign too. That it shouldn't be like he's like, Oh, well, you know, we'll get him again. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. He this is bothering him, and I can appreciate that. I mean, I've said it so many times. I like that we're seeing everything that was discussed about him. It is, you know, translating to to the league. And uh, yeah, I, I want to give him more rope. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, we're also talking about habits again. Yeah, not just gonna go away. Yeah, like I know it's easy to look at it from the outside, and it's basketball, and we don't, and we tend to like take things away from like life because it's sport, and they make money, and they're on TV. But like, it's no different mm-hmm. than. You trying to quit smoking cigarettes or whatever your thing is, right? If you, it's not just gonna go away because you decided today is going away. Yeah, there's so much, so many things, so many factors, so much time you spent doing one thing that you don't realize is on autopilot. Like we said, especially when a day is going bad, especially when you get a flat tire on your way to work. Yeah, especially when somebody calls you and tells you that they can't do what they said they were gonna be able to do for you. You know how loud that cigarette gets calling you? <laughs> like, so you know how loud those old habits get on the court when you're losing by 30? Mm. When you've had success with something, I've never had success with this thing, though. You know how hard that is to break? To, to make me see something that I've never seen before? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. We played how many games? 11, 12, 13? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And we and we tend to forget there's 82 games in a season. 
In real life, you don't even know how long it's going to. You don't even have like a number like that. We know we have a number. And we're talking about the first 10 games. Yeah. Like, think about that. Like, you have a luxury of knowing there's 82 games and you're still, and we're still at a point of, oh my God, he's got to, he's got to do it now. Like, I can't do it now, even if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. If I was winning right now, if we were 10 and oh, you'd be saying he can't do this all year. So either way, (laughs) I can't win. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me focus on what's in front of me. Yeah. A comparable is that the LA Clippers, so they've lost six in a row, right? And heading into the James Harden trade, um, someone asked, you know, Ty Lue, like, how long is it going to take you to get things repped out and to figure out how to make the best out of these talented players? And he said 10 games. Clearly, it's going to be more than that. So that's Ty Lue dealing with his situation, probably one of the hardest jobs in the league right now. And, you know, we're talking about Darko breaking the habits and also dealing with an offense that, like, let's be honest, it's not conducive to 0.5 basketball because of the spacing limitations. Exactly. We can't like, forget I'm, about I'm, that. I'm trying to create something. Yeah. We're not, we're not a foundation with, we're not, with not, we're not ideal the, pieces. Yeah. We're not the best soil, right? I'm trying to grow yeah. an apple tree. I got plenty of water. Like we want it. You're doing it with apple uh, juice. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the best, the best, yeah. Uh, yeah. all the tools I need to do yeah. it right now. Like hmm. that's no shot at the players that are on this team. They know that. They know they're not three-point shooters, the ones, some of them. They know their limitations, or they should at least. Cause that's what it, that's what drives you to work more yeah. is knowing your limitations. If you don't know your limitations, you don't know what to work on. So that's a problem in itself. That's mm. another life gem for everybody. Figure out what your limitations are. So you can figure out how to get better. Ooh, bar. <laughs> Sorry. My, no, my, dad, my, my dad's a preacher. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, but I didn't really mean I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a bar. It's, it's, it's a good line. It's, yeah, it's but no, absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. It's, that, it's true in what we're doing, right? Like, understand, yeah. all right, we need more shooters. And this is the thing. So if I'm on this team and I'm looking at this and, and we don't have it, what do I start doing? I start shooting like a madman every day. Especially if I'm not playing. Because if I start making shots... And the time I get, if I start shooting 39, 40%, guess what's going to happen to me? I'm going to get minutes because I'm providing something that nobody provides. You got to come to me to get me, right? Like, I'm not going to be like nobody else. I'm not going to do what he does. I'm going to be able to do what he, the thing, some of the things he does and provide something that he doesn't provide. Just being what he is and thinking I should play over him is not enough. Like, I'm athletic. I'm athletic, too. I got wingspan too. Project 6'9, I fit it. But what do you provide outside of the things that the guys already here provide? Yeah. Man, Johnny Daniels, Precious Achua, man, Chris Boucher, I, it's there for you. Man, <laughs> if I'm them, I'm shooting like a madman every day. We know Chris Boucher has the, the skill set to be able to make shots. He's he proven he can yesterday. do it. Yeah, he but he's proven. Too. He's yeah. proven, though. He's done it in games. Like these other guys are trying to figure it out, they're trying to figure out opportunities. Yeah. I'm them guys, I'm, and I want you to see me shooting. I'm there before practice. I'm there after practice. I'm like, hey, coach, I want to get my feet better to be able to shoot on the move. Mm. I want to know because I, I need to know what we need. I can't, I can't help anything or I can't take anything forward if I don't know what it's made of so I can know what it's missing. Like if you were, cook, if you were cooking a meal, I can't add anything to it if I don't know what's in it. I can't make it better. I can't, I can't know if it needs salt. If I don't know what's already been put in it, if I don't taste it, if I don't go through it. 
if I come in and just add salt, then it's just cause. I'm just gonna I'm just putting what's already in there. We didn't need that. Now nobody wants to eat the soup. Like the answer, the answer is chili sauce. Okay, that's what you always need. And in this yeah. case, what the Raptors need is three point shooting. So you got to offer the chili sauce. And I know that. That's so what they need. They, AKA that's the running joke for the year. Chili sauce. Yeah. For three-point shooting. Chili sauce is three-point <laughs> shooting for the rest of the season. Yeah. Somebody go to the store and get some chili sauce. <laughs> would you want to play for Darko? What was that? Would you want to play for Darko? I would love to play point five basketball. Would you want to play for Darko? Yeah. Everything you know about him. Yeah. What I, for what I know about him, yes. From yeah. his attention to detail, from he's paying attention to his players and what they need to be able to perform. He's also not allowing guys to sit in their habits, right? Like he's pushing mm. guys. Like I want all of that as a player. I didn't know that when I was 18, but as a, as who I am now, I would love to have that. Yeah. And as a young player, I think they should really cherish that. Cause it's not always like that. As we know, some coaches just like, you're going to do what I say. Like, I don't care what mm -hmm. your game is or what uh, you're going to do what I say. Cause I know best. I'm it's yeah. not, it's not always these are the players I have in front of me. What can I do to get the best out of them? What does he need for me to be able to coach him well? Mm -hmm. That's what and he's also saying. believing that there's more. There's more to a player. And yeah. his development, he's been praised from so many people. Even when I talked to Justice Winslow uh, last week or earlier this week, if you guys want to check out the interview, it was terrific, great dude. Um, I learned a lot about him, but he said when he was in Memphis for that short stint with Darko, he's like, what stood out was his energy. His energy was nonstop. It didn't stop. He, he, every single day, he, he was relentless with positive attitude and just like his mojo, he had a fire about him, a liveliness that he said was infectious. And that's something that I'm curious, how does that go over the course of an entire season where maybe things aren't going to go exactly well. But as I say that, it seems like Darko's going to maintain it because that's just his character. That's who he is. Yeah. And that's the battle he can't lose. Yeah. That's not fake. Cause it, yeah. Cause if he loses that battle, then it, it runs down the whole team. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if I look at him and who he's been since the beginning of the year, one day goes away. I have no reason to really trust him. Cause I, it makes me look like he was faking the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like it makes it look like everything is predicated on the result. And that's not who he is. It's not genuine. It's not, it's not real. Change only comes from it being real. Because I gotta serve it even when it's not serving me. Mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stay with this if this is the right way, if I believe that. And if it's not, then I gotta make adjustments. But my energy can't change. I just make adjustments to what I'm doing. And I admit that I was wrong and this isn't working for us. I say that to even if it gets to a point where it's like point five basketball, we can't do it right now. Say it out loud. If it gets to that point. So they can understand you can and that you take responsibility for and they understand that you're watching them for real. You see their struggle. So let's figure out what works for us. That's what leaders do. They lead, they figure out the necessities. They did like the, the, the coach is only is only considered great based off what, like how the players play. And we all know if players play well, you win. It's not yeah. based off always how like, oh, yeah, he's cool. He's nice. But do the players play well? Yeah. Do you think we get to a point where Darko is able to <clears throat> recruit free agents? Like, 
players are coming to Toronto because they are just jiving with how he is. They they feel like he's someone that's going to help them develop. And this was a reason why some players did end up coming to Toronto in the past. Um, I think of you know some of the names. Uh, you know, I remember Justin Champagne when he signed with the Raptors, right? And he's like, I came here because, you know, the development system. And there's been other players outside of him, but you know, now it seems like the Raptors have something tangible to look at. Like there's a reason why it could be going this way. It's because, you know, Darko and his attitude and everything we're we're talking about in this conversation, especially the fact that I mean, we gotta talk about, you know, this fact that he is European. European basketball is growing. There are more European players arriving in the NBA. There are a couple of very good Serbian basketball players in the NBA. And also Darko is Serbian. And they know each other, and that'd be really cool. Anyways, do you think that's going to be Hampering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think it's something you get to add to the pot of this culture that's been being placed and cultivated in Toronto, right? We know about the young guys. We have proof of the young guys, and that we can develop guys from Fred, Pascal, OG. Delon, Yak. Um, I was there can attest to that, right? Like I know my word doesn't matter now besides the podcast, but we know that system works and we know they know how to do that. So now adding that coach with the connections he has to great players and his reputation of who he is definitely helps. Now we just have to add some winning to the equation. So now you can see, now the players on the outside can see that they just need me or they just need this. They just need that. Do I feel that role? I'm mm-hmm. going there because if I feel that role, that team is really good. If I can get this, if we can get enough pieces for teams to, I mean, for players to really see the picture, then it changes everything. You know, Masai will do anything to win. You know that already. You know him and Bobby, how they are. You know that. They traded arguably the two best Raptors of all time. Like, I, and I'm not in a, I don't mean that in a malicious way or a mean way, but it's saying they, they recognized that it was time. They didn't like wait it out just to to appease those guys. That's a he did he did that. So that means he's willing to do what it takes. Yeah. The first one, the first one he did, they won a championship the next year. I was part of one of the trades. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this is not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not applauding and saying it was the right thing to do. But we also know wisdom is proven by results. Like, yeah. you can argue with, like, how it makes you feel. And, yes, there's a way to do business, but it's still business. Mm. It might not go the way – and it might be some things in there that's a little sloppy that we might not like as players and where it goes, whatever. But, like, it's still business. That man got a job. He did his job. My job is to go do my job wherever I'm placed at. You don't is like the way it's being that- done? Go be a GM. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a chance that you were going to be included in that trade, or was it like a foregone conclusion? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I didn't know anything until it happened. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the, um, I don't know, because I had never been traded during the season before. I knew I was, I was obviously struggling at the beginning of that year because I didn't really have a place. Like right, we were trying to the roles yeah. changed and everything was different, <laughs> and I was trying to figure it out, and it was hard for me in the beginning of the year. I can be honest about that. Like I didn't know. Like I knew who I was and what I do, but I was trying to figure out how I could do it, like how to bring it and how I could. So like all I could do was just work to try to get into a better situation into it and be available when I could be available, be a vet. Like I did everything I could do to help that team when I wasn't playing everything I could do, like in the guy's ears, talking, 
practicing, working, being there every day to do my work, to have energy for practice and to help. I did all the stuff I could do, right? I just still, the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is the performance on that floor for what we need. And I also look at trades like the team had to take me too, right? Like there had to be some interest in me from the other side for them to agree to it because they didn't, they didn't wave me when I got there. Right. Like, um, mm -hmm. so I was doing something right at some point, but I don't know. Sometimes you just need to change the scenery. Cause I think like three or four games after I left there, I had a 30 point game. Yeah. And I was playing well right before the trade too. Like one of my better games was against Memphis actually right before the trade. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh yeah. You told me that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so like I was, I was, yeah. I was coming out of it. It just was time. Hmm. Any uh, CJ's notes? Oh, we're going to get into what do we know about this Raptors team, but I feel like because of how long we've already been recording, um, we yeah. can do that probably next week. So, uh, and also maybe when we have more, more information, maybe they win a few games. Maybe we learn a few yeah. more details. And then, we can, uh, and then we can not be so one-sided. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So CJ's notes, anything we, we've missed? No, nah, we didn't miss anything. No, we're good. They okay. Couldn't control Dane. Couldn't control yeah. Beasley. Yeah. But anything like over the past few games? Oh, also, that, uh, they, they were shooting 57% in the third quarter at one point yeah. with like 80 points, right? Like 85 points, I think. So that says you a lot. Yeah, that, that's that's a story right there. Um, a yeah, couple of just... off off MB off Raptors topics. There we, there and, we go. Uh, let's go there. Yeah, there we go. Let's let's do that. A couple of interesting ones that have been emerging, and uh, we're gonna get to the Draymond thing in a second. But I wanted to get first your your thoughts on, and this is interesting to me because I've seen players, former players, current players, weighing in on this is the text from reactions. Right, it's it's getting kind of crazy. I think at at this point, and um, there's a quote here that I got to find it. Uh, there's a quote here from a person within the NBA offices, and essentially, I'll I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll let you go, and, and I'll get back to it. But essentially, they're saying that if they, although some of the reactions may be minimal, they feel like if they call it there, then it can prevent a situation escalating. So they're trying to put out the fire before it starts. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my so. Yeah, one you you want so I'll throw two things together. The tournament, right? Do you want the tournament because you want more competitive fire earlier in the year? Guys are competing, and you're calling texts on them for showing the fire. Yeah, like these is grown men. These are the best athletes in the world playing against each other, and you don't want you thinking no emotions gonna come out. And if mm. he can't, and if you can't handle it. If you can't handle it without it, without it getting outside the game, you don't need to be on the floor anyway. Like you'll you you'll take care of yourself. They eject you for getting outside of the game, but like us competing and and me letting you know that's part of the game. We grow up like that. Yeah, like we grow up like put up a shut up. Like we don't know the narratives. We don't know everything that's being said throughout the game. The ref can't see everything. You don't know. What happened the last game? You don't remember. You don't know. We've known each other since we was 15 and we've been competing in AAU and I finally got the chance to best you when it's on national TV. I'm letting you know. Yeah. Like, and I'm not, and it's not even like a disrespectful thing. Like, like guys can attest to this. I hope my whole life, I fought people on basketball courts and went to lunch with them after the game. Hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it stayed there. And guys don't really want to fight anyway. Like, <laughs> like we, I know everybody got this. Like the, I'm the tough guy. They don't. They don't really want to fight. You, we see it all the time. 
if you really want to fight, you'll swing. Yeah. You'll get it up. It'll start. It mm. won't be no jousting and no wrestling and no pulling my jersey. If you want to fight me, you're going to hit me. You're not going to wrap me up around the neck to try to separate me. Like, I know that's what happened. But, like, if you want to fight, we're going to fight. Yeah. You're doing everything in your power just not to show that you that you got a tough. Like, no, man. Like, it's basketball. We played basketball our whole lives. We've been talking trash our whole lives. If you can't take that now, if you that fragile, then that's something mm-hmm. you got to deal with. Or Most stop. Most players me. know. Yeah. Stop me. That's how you stop me from talking. Stop me. Yeah. Warning, stop, right? Um, yeah. And most players, know, like they, they know that if things escalate to a point where, oh, I don't know what Draymond did, they're going to get suspended. They're going to be facing consequences. Yeah. It's fairly natural. Um, the quote that I'm talking about is from the head of NBA referee development for the NBA, Monty McCutcheon. And this is an article from Vincent Goodwill. I love, I love, I love Monty, by the way. That's my guy. There you go. So when you start talking about taunting, there's a fine balance. And I think you're fair to hold us accountable to what you believe it is. What we do know historically is that taunting gone unchecked leads to altercations. It leads to an increase in physicality. It leads to more, to put it kindly, passionate play. Finding the right balance of what is and isn't a good technical foul. And taunting is something that will continue to collaborate with the competition committee. And I understand this. And I understand there's a line. But yeah. we got like it's I'm not it's not like if it if it comes and goes, like if it's in the moment and it's gone, it's not no tech. Like if I dunk on you and I turn and look at you and I'm like and I yell or I show some passion of it and I'm out, we good. As long yeah. as I don't step to you and put my hands on you, put my hands in your face or do nothing, like it should be able to go. Like, um, somebody got one the other day for yeah, Giannis got thrown out of the game. One of his games not too recently got a second tech for that. So now you're throwing the yeah. best player, the people that everybody came to see, you throwing them out of the game for giving it for, for him giving the people what they came to see. Essentially, right? Like that's what you're doing. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand the the quick trigger on it. And the, and and your job as the official is to monitor that, right? Is to watch that. So if you see it getting chippy. You let some, a dead ball, timeout, be like, hey, or they see him all the time. Referees be like, hey, yo, watch Draymond and watch and such and such. They do that to each other during the game. They put an eye on it and you take care of it. But like, you can't take the you can't take that part out of the game. We got clips from from and we always like to say back in the day, it used to be so much tougher. They was allowed to do more. True. We got, we got, I can True. go show you video of Sean Kemp pointing at people. <laughs> And them same people also dapping him up when they got the when he got the best of them too, and the same yeah. type of thing, right? Like, like it's so much like that people mm-hmm. didn't get text for, and now you giving text for me just looking at the dude. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. The one that got me was Victor got his first tech. And did you see that one? I did not. He dribbled the ball really hard, and it looks so much more dramatic because he's so tall. <laughs> And so we kind of <laughs> lost it afterwards, but it's like a ball. It's going like 15 feet in the air because he's huge. And yeah. he got a tech for, for that one. It's like you we want to make these in-season games, in-season tournament games more competitive. We want to make all games competitive. But then when the players show the spirit for, of competition now, and these are ways in which you can get more competition from a regular season games. And obviously I understand the line that Monty's talking about, but I yeah, think I you also too. have to respect the line of a player too, that they can police themselves too. They want to stay in games. They 100%. want to play. They don't want to get fined either. 
But the other thing, too, I feel like you look at trash talk, you look at it like I'm trying to show you up type thing, too. It's not. It's also another side of this. Like, I'm trying to pull the best out of you because I want the best. Of you. You've been talking. Yeah. So bring me what you was talking about. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, if you chirping while we playing and I get the best of you, what was you talking about? Show it to me. And if you talking to me, that means you want to see what I got. So yeah. we literally pulling the best of each other out of each other. Like, that's what we doing. Or it should be. In the spirit of the game, this is true hoopers talking. Like, this is not hotheads, knuckleheads that's not talented enough and want to just try to fight you since they can't do anything about it. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. We all know them guys. You go play and you can look around. He's like, all right, that guy, I'm not saying nothing to that guy because he's not here to play basketball. Yeah. He's here because he's had a rough day and he's waiting for somebody to let him take it out on him. Like, yeah. that's what that's about, right? Like, so that's a different thing. But I'm talking about real hoopers, real competitiveness, real fire. It's like, like KD was talking about it the other day. Like, there's also the side of it where you say, he said, like, real friends compete harder against each other. Because mm. it's a respect level to it. Like, I've said the craziest thing to friends on a basketball court. Yeah. I can't say I'm on this camera. You could like, actually. crazy. No, nah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't. I'm not, I wouldn't do that. Like I'm saying, I've literally had fights with people growing up, friends, family members over basketball, and then we went eight right after, dapped each other up on the way out. Like that was what we wanted. We wanted to go there. We wanted to. We wanted that. That's what we came here for. That's what you're playing for. I want that. I want the best of you. I want to be pushed every time. And if you're not pushing me, I got to make you push me. I'm going to push you so you push me back. Hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Like, come on, man. This feels That's like a very when... natural pivot. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. It's, it's a good pivot to the tournament. Yeah. Well, actually, we're going to pivot to, to Draymond. Oh. oh, yeah, Draymond, too. Yeah. Uh, we might do the in-season in tournament. Uh, maybe we do that next uh, Honestly, week. we don't have to. The only thing I hate about the tournament is the courts. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing Can't I dislike. Can't see. Can't see. No, I don't dislike. I don't, why didn't they focus the colors in the middle strip I, of the court? Yeah. Right? That, okay, okay, okay. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. That's, that's beyond my 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 my... Like they said, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> that's what I'll leave it at. That's a little bit of my pay grade. Um, so on the Draymond thing, right? The Draymond, um, Rudy Gobert, all that stuff that happened. Uh, my question is going to be, have you been involved in an on-court fight before? But also before we get to that, though, we alluded to it. All right. So <clears throat> after it happened, Rudy Gobert mentioned something kind of like, to me, anytime Steph Curry is not playing, it seems like... <laughs> Draymond gets thrown out of games and someone by the name of, and he's a well-known dude. I might say his last name wrong. I apologize. Tom Habistraw. He did the research. Are you ready for the stats? Yes, on I this? really want to notice. Seven of Draymond Green's last 11 ejections have occurred in games where Steph Curry did not play. So either he's so frustrated or he just don't want to waste the night. Like, Or the theory people have is that <sighs> He's doing that because he knows he looks a lot better when Steph's on the court. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, a point. That's a point there. And there's nothing yeah. against Draymond. Like, he's a very talented player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the best defensive players I've ever seen. And he his, brings a lot to the IQ, game. His IQ, his game, it's, it's, it's magical to watch him. And I mean that, magical to watch him play basketball because of how much he influences both sides. It's the intricacies, the subtleties of his game that you really appreciate. However, yeah. we know that he does have limitations when it comes to putting X into Y. 
ball in the hoop. <laughs> there issues. So I'm not I'm not saying that this, this is completely true. It's hard not to look at it that way. But I yeah. also can say I remember him having a press conference for him talking about it was hard for him to get up for games in November. Yeah. Right. Mm. So this goes with this too, right? Like why would I I already don't want to play this guy. I want to get to the playoffs already. I'm bored. Yeah. And then Steph's not playing. So I definitely know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so not even like yeah, working yeah. with the guy, like, I, I, I don't know if it's purposely done. It could be like a little bit of it. Like if they push me the wrong way, I'm getting out of here. Uh. Like type thing. Right. And I just fire everybody up. A young guy gets some extra minutes tonight. Cause we already, we all, we know their, their take on the game. They know they're going to be where they're going to be when the season's wrapping up. They know how to turn it on. They're so experienced. They know what it takes to win. They've done it so many times. So like that muscle for them, for them is more so about not being tired when the season ends, Mm -hmm. not being so bored that things start to slip. So I need to create different challenges for myself. I need to create ways to get other guys more minutes. So they play so we can Mm -hmm. help us when we're gone. Like, I need to create ways to to just do. I need to. I'm bored. It's like kids when they get bored, they act out. The way I'm not calling. It, I'm not. I'm not calling Draymond a kid. By the way, I'm not doing. It. I'm just saying like that's, that's what happens. You, we all do that. We get bored. You start making up stuff. Yeah. Start doing stuff. Start eating. Start <laughs> start like you just start doing stuff. Right. Just, it is what it is. So like he's looking for something. He's trying to get himself going. I had a slice of pizza at the Raptor game yesterday. I didn't need it. Pizza didn't need it at all. Yeah, it was a it was a nice slice, but I didn't need the slice. But <laughs> yeah, I it was a nice slice. I, I just wanted something. I just wanted something, right? I was watching yeah. that that game. wasn't fun. I just needed a little pick me up, and now I'm regretting because of how I feel right now. But <laughs> it's kind of a same same sort of thing. Um, I I, I just sent I'm you have some pizza today. Yeah. Thank, nice. Thanks. 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 You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you have your phone with you? Yeah, I saw you just text me. I, I just yeah. Was... Can you look at it? I want to. I want to see if you remember this play, and I wanted to get your your thoughts on it. The play we're referring to, I just sent to CJ six years ago. Dwayne Casey and Mike Budenholzer got into a little bit. It was a game where the Raptors they were beating the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, there's 21 seconds left, roughly, and OG Ananobi went for a line drive dunk. And Boonholzer was not happy that OG made the play. As we are discussing all this, we recall Joe Mazzula, uh, Darko Ryukovic, they got into a bit of a thing recently because Joe challenged the play when the game was clearly over. That was their last matchup against the Celtics. And I saw CJ in the clip, and I'm just wondering if you recall anything from that moment. So I, I've never liked that. What? That, that, like the game's still going like that yeah. thing of like people saying like you trying to embarrass me like no because you got the ball and you still trying to score so if the game's over just hold the ball you know what i'm saying like if the game's over then don't do nothing you don't try like you get to keep playing but i don't because i'm winning or like if you're winning and the game's almost over i gotta quit playing like i don't i never understood like yeah. If you feel embarrassed, the same thing. Win the game. Play better. Like, I yeah. don't, I don't like, I never liked it. I understand I it. I understand it's a tradition thing. It's a it's a pretty boy, it's a guy's thing. Like, you already won. Like, don't try to. I'm not rubbing it in. The game's still going. Especially players that are like that's when they check in. Like Marquise Noel, when he checked in last night, he had two minutes to show what he could do. Yeah, like I'm we playing the game for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a basketball game. We competing. At least we say we competing. 
right? So like, if we competing, why you mad about me competing? Like you was lit. Like OG was only able to steal the ball because they was trying to do something. Yeah. If if you didn't want the if you wanted the game to end, hold it. If it's if it's more than twenty four seconds, hold it and then shoot it at the end. And then I'll I'll know you surrendered. Mm. So then when I get the rebound, I won't shoot it. But that's a live play. Like, speaking of almost being a, a fight in the game, now that I'm thinking about it, my one tech that I have over my career, I have I have two. I have two. One is from hanging on the rim. I caught a lob, and I could have probably got that back, like, because the guy was under me, but I was young. I didn't call nobody. I just was happy I got to play that night. Um, The second one, I got a tech in Boston because the game was coming to an end, and I, try, I like, it was the end of the game, but we still playing. I had a chance to make a play on the ball. I go to make the play on the ball. I try to get a jump ball on one of the twins, the Morris twins. And he's upset that I don't let it go. Like, we, because we're still kind of scrambling. It's, I'm in Toronto. And they call a foul. And he gets mad. He, like, steps into my face because I didn't just let it, like, whatever. Right? We're, like, out of half court. And I just stand there. And I'm, like, same thing I'm talking about. Like, I, we cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying we, like, friends or nothing. Like, I ain't got no beef with him or nothing like that. But I'm just looking at him like, bro, what you want me to do? We playing a basketball game, and then I get a tech. We both get a tech because he's upset that I didn't stop playing. My only other altercation like that was with him and his brother the same time in when I was in Cleveland. They they was about to beat me up at the free throw line. Like it was so crazy. <laughs> like or they rocked up on me like they was gonna beat me up at the free throw line. I went to the basket. And I, I was going. I tried to dunk on one of them, and they fouled me. And then I shoot the first free throw. They both in the game at the same time. I shoot the first one. You know, you step inside the line. So I shoot it and I step forward and they both walk towards me. And I'm looking, it's like in slow motion. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? Like, what? why are they walking at me like this? Like, what? so I'm looking at them and they're like, yo, one of them says, hey, watch how you come through the lane like that. Like, like I guess he was upset the way I jumped. You know, when you jump off one foot, you naturally, your leg, your one knee goes up. That's how you jump. It's mechanics. Mm. I guess they didn't like, I guess they didn't like, they didn't like it. I guess they felt like it yeah, was on purpose. I don't know. Or they felt like I shouldn't have tried it. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's what it's more so like, right? And like, nothing comes of it. It's just funny yeah. that like, and they're different people than they were at that time, right? At that time, that's who they, that's what they did. Like they was, they was enforcers. So they was doing what they do. I respect it. But I was just looking like, yo, like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. So I back up and shoot the other free throw and we keep going. Like but it goes to my point, like, beat me up. You're going to beat me up. Let's get it over with. Like, <laughs> like, let's, like fight me. We're going to fight. Let's start the fight. Or if not, like, why are we doing this? I mean, no, it's not ever going to fight. You're going to scare me. Yeah. You're going to scare me into not competing no more. Mm. And I love the Twins. Like, I think they're great basketball players, very talented. And what they've done for teams has been amazing. But, like, and this is obviously, this is, like, 2012. Like, so, obviously, like, we young. We, like, we kids, both of us, all of us, right? Like, it's not. Yeah. I'm not saying this to like go at them and then it just was a thing that happened to me or with yeah. me. <laughs> and it just you so happens the next, the next time was with, yeah, I remember that. Cause I remember telling him to come on and just get off the floor. Like we're not about to, that's what my face is like. I'm like, bro, just come on. Like nothing's about to happen. Let's go. Like go to the locker room. Like he's just mad because they lost. That's what you're mad about. You're not mad because he dunked the ball. You're mad because you're lost. And that play is the way the game ends. You're not mad because he dunked the ball. Like be that be that mad during the whole game. 
You feel me? More com- yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Even like the Joe thing, like I didn't, I don't mind what he said. And even when he discussed it after the game, um, he said like, I don't agree or disagree um, with what, you know, coach Darko was saying again, paraphrasing. He's like, I, I'm out there. Um, I got guys on the floor that haven't played all game. I want to show them that I'm still competing for them, just like they're competing for me. Yeah. I don't mind that. I think yeah. it's okay. Obviously, you could just let it slide, but I don't mind his logic. I think that's okay. Yeah. And I understand what Darko's saying, like yeah. because because if that because also that he's play, mad too. He's mad yeah, too. He's, he's mad right. too. He's in the emotions of it too. And if that play goes wrong, it looks bad on you. It looks like mm. you don't really care about the situation that we're in. Yeah. Like. But if this is who I am, I got to be who I am. So when I get out there the next time and I do it again, you ain't like, you don't. So when I do it, when we winning, you don't think I'm doing it just because we winning. I got to be me all the time. I got to play hard when we losing, winning, tie game. I got to play the same way. That's why I like the craziest person to watch is like Jason Williams, uh, White Chocolate when he was in Sacramento. The stuff he used to do in the game. Look at the, look at the time stamps of the game. It's like fourth quarter, two minutes left, and he's throwing a behind the back pass from like the hash. No looks from like the he's him no matter what. Like so that so it's so you can appreciate that, right? Like you deal with it, you get me. It come it come with what it come with. You don't like it, yeah. then you can move me. But I'm not going belittle myself and what I have in my game and who I am for you and your feelings. This is not about feelings. This is about winning the game. This is competition. And speaking of I was about to say, speaking Seriously. of not fighting, going back to this, you know people Was don't want to fight on, because oh, Draymond oh, had yeah. their whole teammate in a headlock and nobody swung at him. And like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They weren't. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, some people but like saying what? that like, they I'm felt not, like yeah. some Timberwolves players should have done more, but. Yeah. Like, and the other thing, Pat Bev is like, Pat Bev like, Draymond off, knew what he was you know? doing because he know nobody like Rudy anyway. <laughs> and I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. I don't oh, think man. that's true, but he's doing what he he's being Pat Bev, right? He's being funny. Like, I don't think nobody like but he's but he also makes a valid point of what we're yeah. talking about. Like, if y'all really about that action, like y'all to all talking about it, like then my man's in a headlock. Mm. Grab somebody. Y'all all doing like the fake break it up, but they also know it's not yeah. gonna escalate to more than that, too, mm-hmm. which is why they're not overly excited. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, they know Drake, they know the headlock is not. It's not, he's not going to choke uh, him out. Yeah. 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 Like, but they don't saying like, he know he's not going to really oh, so choke him out on national TV <laughs> out here on this floor. It's not really going down like that, which is why they not super urgent. They just yeah. trying to break it up to do the cliche to make it seem so he can keep his reputation as being Draymond and he can like, he ain't back down because Draymond sprints into that. He's not even in the play. He sprints into it. Cause Rudy's- I, I think he was. He wasn't excited, but I think he was. It was a fun convenience for him that it was really yeah. Gobert who did that. Considering exactly. their history, he's a, like he was ready. It was an he opportunity. Was it yes. was an opportunity for me to act in this space because Rudy kind of ends up in a headlock on Clay, but he's not trying to. He's trying to kind of break it up. He's not trying to choke yes, Clay out like yes, like Dre was. is trying to cloak choke yes, out. Yes, like yes. I shouldn't say choke out, but it's not the same intent. No, it's not. No, it's not. And you can see that. And Dre don't let go. Once Rudy lets go of everybody else, Dre don't let go of him, <laughs> which is crazy. And he could have. That's why I think it got a little bit personal right there. But remember, the NBA is also entertainment. And competition. Yeah. So somewhere them lines got to yeah. <laughs> get on play. The final thing on that OG, um, when he got back to the locker room, was there any conversation, do you recall? Because OG, I think he was just no. doing his thing. Um, yeah, it was, it yeah. was kind of like the same conversation where we're looking at it like, 
I can't, I'm not mad at you, but also know the traditions that people got in this league. So yeah. you can, so you can protect yourself. Right. Cause it could have been bad where if that had been a guy who was really holding that uh, tradition uh, close to heart, he could have like pushed OG while he was in the air for trying it. Right. Yeah. Like older dudes used to not play that at all. Like they used to be like, nah, mm. or that, or they'll really try to fight you over that. It was people that used to be like that. Right. Like because yeah. of that. So like, no, no, it was more so teaching him the traditions that don't really mean nothing, but just know why everybody's upset so you can protect yourself. Like, yeah. cause I'm pretty sure OG was like, what is wrong with these people? Like, why I'm is everybody upset? I made a defensive play. <laughs> I made a play. The game was still going. It wasn't like he was standing there not trying to do anything. And I ran up on him and took the ball. Like yeah. there was a pass. I stole a pass. <laughs> Again, if you don't want nothing to happen, then you don't do nothing. I never understood that. You can shoot until the buzzer goes off because you're losing, but I got to stop playing. Yeah. I makes no sense. That either. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's a weird tradition that just continues to. And y'all can hate me and... for it. Y'all, yeah. the, the Hoopers can hate me for it if y'all want to. I think it's stupid. And you stupid. I, I, for I think actually a Hooper would be that. okay with it. Stupid, I, think a, I think a Hooper <laughs> would be okay with it. A basketball player may not yeah. be okay with it. You know what I mean? Uh, you, because you care, you, you think. You think you're looking at reputation type stuff. Like you're looking at like it make you look yeah. bad. You don't my value's not gone because I lost this one game. Exactly. That's what you you looking at. That's ego. My ego, my pride should make me want to get ready for next game. Mm. I I salute you, sir. You got me tonight. <laughs> yeah. You got me. <laughs> I see you next time. And you're gonna see me. Just know that. And be sure to see. Mass Rusco's new track, Magnum Opus. Mm. It Magnum came out Opus. recently. With yesterday. Everywhere. Yeah. Yesterday. Awesome. Every, out everywhere. I appreciate y'all for supporting that too. Thank y'all. Future Amith, make sure you put that track at the end of this episode on the podcast feed because uh, people, give people a little, little sneak peek at what the track is about. There you go. Okay. Final word? Are we good to go? Peace. Can't wait to flex my muscle. I'm so eager for the challenge that it might not be one. With no scholarship, I'm still D1. You niggas industry and finicky. Who would call you mini-me's, but that would make you kin to me. My blood is royal. I come from water soil. Introduced the guy when I was just a bunny in. East side of the city, Luca run in. School got cops, don't care.